This is a Federal News Network podcast. Congress and the incoming Biden administration say they have big plans to improve federal cybersecurity in the wake of the SolarWinds cyber breach. Current and former federal IT officials are concerned, though, whether Congress and the Biden people will ask the right questions. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why the SolarWinds breach needs to be a catalyst to change agencies' approach to cybersecurity. Jason joins me now with more. Jason, what are Congress and the Biden people promising for next year? It seems like last week the amount of promises and the number of letters and and this and that came out fast and furious from all of all sides of the aisle and members of you know committees and, and individual members. And Tom, everyone seems to be saying we want more information. How did this impact the federal agencies. What were the networks? What was stolen? They want to know all this information. And this is going to keep CIOs and chief information security officers quite busy going forward. And even the incoming Biden administration says we're going to make cybersecurity a top priority. We're going to not just say it's something that we care about, but really ensure that it goes across all levels of government, state and local included in the federal help. And the concern that I'm starting to hear is, is this too much of the same questions being asked over and over again? Is Congress just going to be pointing at whose fault this is? And I think that with all these requests coming in to, for more details, more information, it, it, is it really going to take away from the focus that CIOs and CISOs really need right now and put on in answering these questions? And Tom, let me be clear. These are important questions to answer, but are they the right questions is really the, the, the thing I'm hearing from cyber experts. All right. And the people you spoke to digging deep into your extensive Rolodex, what did they say should be the focus of Congress and the Biden people? So I talked to both sources inside and outside of government. They were a little hesitant to go on the records to be clear. All of them requested anonymity because of the sensitivities of what we're talking about today, which is the SolarWinds hack and this idea that agencies really were put on notice because this was a long-standing attack that really was inside networks for quite a while. And, and what DHS is putting out there now says it may not just be SolarWinds. It was their only access point. It could have been other ways that they were, that the Russians or, or whomever it is were, were getting access. So one federal cyber official currently supporting this breach response says it's not so much, hey, whose fault this is and why we continue to have problems is we have to recognize that the system, the approach we're taking today is broken. It just is not working. And we're seeing this time and again in the solar winds incident just highlights that the current approach is broken. Second thing they offer up is, is the prioritization from DHS, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, the right prioritization? They point out to a recent hearing that DHS and CISA participated in is how is, how are they helping the K through 12 you know, secure their networks, secure their infrastructure. And while no one would argue that securing the school systems and, and elementary and private and, and middle school and high school is not important, is that really something that CISA should be spending a lot of time on? Do they really have the resources to spending time on? And then the third thing they offered is if we're tired of hearing it's there's only two kinds of people, those who have been breached and two and the people who haven't known that they've been breached yet, if that's really the case, then shouldn't we be focusing on resiliency and how to say, okay, how can we set up our networks to both 
make it more difficult for hackers to get in. And once they're in, more difficult to find real information. So they're talking about honeypots and they're talking about things like fake information. And then second is, how do we ensure resiliency? And this is where the former cyber experts, or they're still cyber experts, the former federal officials who are cyber experts say, shouldn't we the focus then also be on things like zero trust? And also the idea of security operations center as a service okay, we're getting a more holistic view of what's happening within each agency, what's what's happening across the government. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And by the way, after Jason, we'll be hearing from Ron Ross, the cyber guru at NIST. And Jason, we've heard a lot about the SolarWinds breach. It's described as the worst since the OPM hack back in 2015, which was then the worst that we knew. Are these two comparable, and are people making reference between the two of them? There's a lot of references that say, well, what have we learned? Are we better off? Are we not better off? And there's some disagreement in the folks I talk to. The former federal officials feel like, yes, we are agencies are better off than they were in 2015. And they point to things like multi-factor authentication and even some of the continuous diagnostics and mitigation tools, knowing who's on the network, what's on the network, how big the network is. So there's a lot of things agencies do know. However... Because this hack was something through the supply chain, through a patch, was done in a way that that OPM really didn't prepare agencies for, this is in, in many ways a lot worse and a lot different type of attack. And Tom, I just want to go to an aside here for a second. There were some articles in the Washington Post and the New York Times highlighting the Einstein program. This is something that DHS insists has been ongoing for 15, 20 years now. And they the headlines were, you know, the government wasted billions of dollars on a cybersecurity program that didn't stop solar winds. And I think, Tom, we need to set the record straight as people who have been covering Einstein, who understand what Einstein was intended for. And the Einstein program is, is an intrusion detection, intrusion prevention program designed to stop things we know about signatures, cybersecurity, malware signatures that agencies and, and the pr- private sector know about. This attack by solar uh, on solar winds and the attack by presumably the Russians was not software malware was not known signatures. So Einstein was not designed to stop this. So for the Washington Post and for the New York Times really to call this out is really a disservice to all those good government workers who are trying to say we are doing the right things and going in the right direction. So Tom, I think that was really important to to point this out. And then the last piece of this, Tom, is is the the lessons learned from OPM did involve response and the resiliency and the and the whole of government coordination that happened post solar winds. And I think that is a positive sign. Unfortunately, the OPM hack and, and the solar winds hack are such different things that that whatever things they put in place post OPM uh, was helpful, but would not have stopped the solar winds attack. OPM was a direct breach in this case. The attack came through a patch from a trusted member of the supply chain that was itself breached. And that's a profound difference and a nuance in some sense that maybe some of the people you know don't always understand. It was a brand new vector. It's almost as if the milkman brought you poison milk and you've had the same milkman for 20 years. What are some of the things, Jason, you're seeing for the new year from Congress? Policy possibilities, legislative possibilities, and what the new administration might propose for policy? A lot of it is still unknown, but we know that Congress tends to do a couple things when a big breach happens. They want to know who's responsible, why it happened, how it happened. They're always looking backwards. It's very reactive. And I think what my the experts I talk to say is, Congress needs to be proactive. Okay, if this is not working the way we're approaching cybersecurity, what opportunities are there in 2021 to change this approach? And I think one of the things that Obama administration could do during the OPM hack was, because it happened early enough in the year, is move money around. 
while the Biden folks are going to take over whatever budget request for 2022 that the Trump administration has put together, there's a some opportunity to make some changes. And then as Congress goes through the budget and pluses up and makes changes, they'll have an opportunity to really impact the solar winds breach in the budget as well. Now, there's also a reprogramming request, which the Biden administration, what I'm told is they really should look into that right away because money will be coming through the CR and, and then money coming through this new omnibus spending bill that Congress is just finishing up. Also, they'll have opportunities to move money around to address some of the, the issues. So I think that's something to look for. This is whether or not they're going to take this and really make this as an opportunity, as I said, through a catalyst to change the approach for cybersecurity, well, we can look at that through the way they're funding, the way they're allocating, and, and the, the policy prioritization. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his reporter's notebook. It's now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.